welcome to the Seek First CEO podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. I know social media can have such a negative stigma, but my goodness, it has connected me with some of the most incredible people, which is why I'm excited to share with you my guest today, Kelly from Bradley Kelly Designs. You are going to be delighted in, as I have been kind of getting to know her on social media, I'm excited for her to share her story about where God has brought her and what he is having her do in her business today. And so here we are proving that social media can absolutely be used for good. So Kelly, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I totally agree. Social media is a reach like no other. It is. And I I know, especially, you know, in different seasons of life, and I would say what now is kind of one of those times where a lot's going on around the world and we can have such heavy hearts and we're seeing things that can make us feel like, oh, I just want to get off. I just want to get, I want to shut the app down. I want to take it off my phone, which by the way, is not a bad idea. There are times where I do do that. And if it weren't for social media, we wouldn't be here, right? So it's like, wait a second, let's focus on the good. So I, yeah, I'm trying to think even our first connection, but I came, I saw your stuff and I'm like, Ooh, I love, I loved what you were about. I loved your message. And so we'll dive into all of that, like what you do, but I would love for you to just share with, with my girlfriends. Who's Kelly. Well, thank you so much. And my name is Kelly and uh, we have a business called Bradley Kelly. So my husband's Brad. So I kind of laugh at that. It's not real unique, but we are just regular everyday people. We are not theologians, although my husband can can quote scripture like no other. Um, But we um, had met in Houston. We met at our church in Houston and we both grew up there and we met and got married in um, 2004. And then we have four kids. We have um, twins that were born um, in 06. And then we had a premature baby. um, And he is a freshman in high school now. And then we have a daughter um, that is in fifth grade. So we moved in 2019 out of the city. Just kind of, we've been looking for a place to where we felt comfortable um, raising our kids um, just in a smaller slower paced, if that's possible setting. And, um, my dad's health was, um, kind of going downhill. He was a, he suffered from Parkinson's. So we were able to move closer, which um, was a total blessing because right after nine months after is when things changed in our world with the pandemic. And so we were just so thankful that our kids were able to, um, spend that time with him and understand the difference in generations 
and, you know, be there and see that whole process and, you know, be there for family. Because I think sometimes, and I think in this generation, we're struggling with that just as a society um, supporting, you know, the younger and the older generation. So, but that is our quick story. So when we moved from Houston, we kind of had a change, not kind of, we had a huge change in our career. And I was a stay-at-home mom and I was a health coach doing um, PR marketing for integrative businesses. And then my husband um, had done some banking and financial things and then um, some real estate. So when we moved to a smaller town, he grew up entrepreneur as an entrepreneur and the family and I grew up total opposite and that's how God works. He brings two total opposites together. So when we moved to um, the smaller area, we really needed to find something that we could number one, glorify the Lord and um, to, you know, be able to work from home and we were going to purchase a jewelry company, but that did not work out. Um, But we did learn the jewelry business and um, it wasn't a Christian company. So my husband who grew up that way was like, we'll just start our own. And here I am the little fear person going, no, what does that mean? That means that sounds really hard and not just hard because work is hard, but like, like hard, (laughs) like you have to pull all of your skill set from your entire life and apply it all together. So um, that is kind of what got us to Bradley Kelly and launching our business. But um, And we have a dog named Scout who's amazing. He's a miniature Aussie. Oh, I love that. Well, yeah, that's what, when I came across your social media account, I'm like, oh, so I'm looking through, which I'm a girl. I love jewelry and I love, I love something with a message. So I actually had a faith-based apparel business. And that was one of the things that when I would do the flat lays and just, you know, create the, the aesthetics of it, it was like, I was always looking for pieces of jewelry. Um, and it is, can be difficult to find quality pieces of jewelry that actually has, you know, a faith message or just something that you actually want to wear. So yeah, I fell in love with that. I'm like, Ooh, this is exciting. So your husband's the entrepreneur. You're kind of the, let's play it safe. Um, that doesn't really sound fun. That sounds really really hard and your brain's wired to keep you comfortable. So you're like, yeah, no, let's not do it. So where in between the, I don't know about this and we're doing this, like we we've done this. What was in your head and your mind during that kind of process? Like, how did you get from, Oh no, I don't want to do this to here's Bradley Kelly. Like full force. Right. And so I think I have to have that moment of processing and, you know, our world was going through a lot and our church was kind of their met their year of that, of the year, um, that year was Sela. So a time of rest. So that was before the pandemic had started. So it ended up really being a time of Sela. Um, there was a lot of challenges, obviously, but, um, we had a time to really sit down and kind of, you know, put a lot of thought into each of our jewelry designs and it literally started with a hand sketch. So uh, my husband's um, started, he started with some designs that were very intricate and, um, and then I like the more modern look. And so uh, he designs a lot for the men, obviously. And then I designed for the women. And so we took a year really coming up with those designs. And I live in an area where 
basically everyone is an entrepreneur. When you live in a smaller area and there's benefits of um, distance and Zoom and social media because there's no other time in history where launching your own business is really made easy. And there's, it's not easy, but it's made easier. <laughs> so um, I think once I learned all those tools and I had tools in my toolbox from my previous job. So once it clicked in my head, okay, well, we're doing this and prayed about it and really felt comfortable and really kind of had the time to soak, you know, and sort through everything and look at what I could bring in from my past. Then I thought, oh my gosh, this is God's story all laying out, you know? So I had conquered the fear of social media before and I could bring that in. And my, by education, I'm PR and, and business. And um, so I was able to bring that in. And then you start looking at all the different pieces of your life and how they all came together. And that's how I got over my fear of wanting to do this. And I was just all in. I love it. Yeah. It's like, once you make the decision and you have peace, right? It's that peace that surpasses all understanding and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's peace. It might not make sense. Still, there's lots of question marks, lots of, I'm not really sure how this is going to pan out. And you had the peace and confidence to move forward, to take another step. So I would love to ask you, what is your, what has been your favorite part about owning this business? So it's funny because often like your favorite things are your, either your most exhausting or the hardest things. So I, I, I enjoy, and I don't enjoy going to vendor events where you're actually one-on-one because it's a lot of work physically. Um, but you get to talk to people one-on-one and get to know them and hear their stories. And I mean, these stories, oh my gosh, some of them are like so amazing. You're like, no way. And then some of them, like we're crying at the table together. And then a couple of days later, you know, I'm like, why, why am I so sad? Like nothing has changed. Like, why is my heart so heavy? And I'm like, that's right. Why do I keep forgetting this? I had a vendor event and I have all these stories and I just need to go and and think about all the stories that I heard, pray about them individually, and give it up to the Lord. If not, then those are all resting on me. And because um, I'm, a, I believe in being a prayer warrior. So that is my favorite aspect. But then it weighs the heaviest on me. Oh, I love that. And essentially, you're, it's the relationships that you're able to build from it. Um, I'll share this because in my, what I do is I hold space for high achieving, performing women who are leaders who don't always have a safe place to be, to bear their soul and to actually share what's going on. And sometimes you get to hear a lot of really deep stuff and the Holy Spirit. I asked him one day, like, why do I love this? Because I actually like, I love it. And I am so energized after a call, probably like you're energized after these conversations. And I love that you said that you give it back to the Lord. So Holy Spirit told me um, that you can hold something without carrying it. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Like I have a gift to hold it and not actually like wear it on my shoulders. And so I love that you do a really practical you're really practically like handing it back. You're like, okay, I held that at the table and we had a good time. We cried or we, we rejoiced or whatever. And yet 
you, you gave it back to him. Um, I love that. Okay. So now that I ask you your favorite part, which is, I, you kind of maybe answer the question is because we all have things that we don't love about building a business. And I think sometimes those are the things we like, don't want to talk about. So what is your, what has been your least favorite or most challenging piece of, of getting this business off the ground and, and then, and then scaling it from there? What has been your least favorite part? Well, there's a moment of pause. <laughs> so, okay. Really so think about it. I always I think like, yes, like, I do not give questions ahead of time. We're just two girlfriends talking because I think, you know, again, as, as entrepreneurs, we want to put the highlight reel. We want to say, this is all that we got to do. And yet there's so much behind running a business that we don't often talk about because it's not the fun part. It's not the pretty part. It's the stuff that maybe leaves you crying in the shower and like crying out to the Lord and getting frustrated, wanting to throw in the towel. And I think talking about those things more makes other people feel like they're not alone and they're not crazy. And the assignment that God gave us. Ooh, I like that assignment. Yeah. I love that word assignment. Yeah. Well, crying in the shower it's good because first of all, then your eyes are not as puffy. Yes. You and know, like got the steam and all the things. It's like a facial. Yes. Yeah. It's all the things. So, okay. So inventory, taking inventory is, is definitely and ordering, um, some of our findings things. Um, but the, co- the contractors that we use are just absolutely amazing. And ironically enough, most of the people that we work with, vendors, writers, or things like that, they are Christian. And we did not know that ahead of time. Of course, that would be amazing. And I'm, yeah, so that's amazing. Okay. So we've gone to different things like Dallas market. And I don't know if you're familiar, but there's yeah. Atlanta market, Vegas market. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah. And so um for us, when we go to, I, I don't like using this word like worldly, but when we go like into the world, and, um, you're, you have a table or you're, um, doing a wholesale event. Um, so that can be kind of funny because you go into, um, going to your safe space of like relating to people because I mean, if they're at a women's conference, more than likely they're either open to their faith or, um, you know, are Christian already. And so, but when you're at a, like a worldly event, you're usually evangelizing or, like um trying to think ahead of time when they talk about things that we don't don't align scripturally with our beliefs in any way um it's 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 like you're out in the world but you're also representing your brand and your business and so i think that 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 is can be really tricky because you have to handle them very safely i'm um, not to offend them but stand firm which is like the basis of our brave and bold pendant of being strong and courageous and being brave and bold to speak about your faith in a loving, but firm way. Yeah. So that's probably the most challenging is being out in the world. I am pretty sure every person listening to this can relate because that's essentially the same as social media. Although we're not face to face with people and everyone has freedom to comment on a post on a reel. I think, you know, some of my, most viral pieces of content are the ones that receive the most negative stuff. It's like, oh, because you're putting yourself out there and there is, there's a risk, right? Of whether being rejected or somebody not agreeing with. So I think, I think, yeah, I can relate to that, even though I'm not doing vendor shows and I'm not trying to sell my stuff at a, at a, at market, but yeah, 
I think that there, I think it is. So how do you represent Christ? Well, without being pushy, without being like weird and religious. Um, and yet being really proud of what it is, the, like I said, the assignment that God gave you, like being proud to go and carry that out into the world. I would venture to say though, just from being in the boutique world, um, I didn't do that for very long because I quickly, uh, so to a little about me, Kelly, is that <laughs> when I get an idea or when I have fun, so my t-shirt business started for me genuinely making t-shirts for myself and my kids. And then I posted a picture online that had nothing to do with the t-shirt, like trying to sell it. But people were like, where did you get that? And I'm like, oh, I could turn it into a business. And then as I was doing the flat lays and I was using like Kendra Scott jewelry and like just to make it look nice, people were like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, well, if I'm going to point them to a place, I better be the one selling it because that's kind of silly to waste that revenue. Before I knew it, I had this boutique and a t-shirt, you know, a fake face, like hats and t-shirts and sweatshirts. And I'm like, God's like, well, that was fun. And that was like a hobby, but you turned your hobby into some business that then created all this pressure and stress. I quickly learned that boutique world was not for me. All that to say, I do think a lot of believers are in that space. I do think a lot of stay-at-home moms are in that space because they've seen an avenue of how can I be present with my kids, have some flexibility and support my family. Um, I just know quite a few of my friends who just went to market uh, recently. So I'm just thinking like, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool to like connect you to them, um, which I'm sure some of them are listening. Shout out to Chelsea. Um, but I'm sure some of them, yeah, they're like, ooh, where they could ho host, you know, your pieces in their store. Okay, let's talk about some of your jewelry pieces because I know my favorite, which you actually sent me one. I'll, I'll post a picture on. I've been waiting for the episode to hear so I can say, look what I got. Um, what's been your favorite piece that you have been able to design or that Brad designed? So my office is upstairs and his is down. So I went downstairs and said, we should do one on the empty tomb. And he's like, no way. I just thought about that the other day. And then he went to lunch with somebody and they said, you should do one on the empty tomb. And we like that modern and sleek look. So we created that. It's a real simple, modern looking empty tomb. So some people might think it looks like a heart or a sideways B, but then there's other people that just get it immediately. So it can be a conversation starter, but like, what is that? Or they're like, that's the empty tomb. So that confirmation, like three confirmations, and then um, it is by far our bestseller. It's just... I that was one of my ones that was up there. I was like, oh, I like that one too. Yeah. And we like to layer it. So we have the plus cross, which means there's more to come. It's just really simple. But if you layer it with the plus cross and you say the cross plus the empty tomb is the message of sacrifice to hope, look up, he's coming back, go and tell the world. It's like a 12 second story to share your faith. Like real quick. I mean, it's not like you're not pushing it in someone's face. I mean, it's not controversial. I mean, I think anything can be controversial, but I mean, it's just, you're laying it out there. So I think the empty team has been like the biggest conversation starter, but lately my heart has really been on our speak life affirmation tag set. And it's seven words that you, cause it had to be seven. It couldn't be six. <laughs> yes. And amen. <laughs> We are so weird. So it says brave, bold, blessed, chosen, found, loved, and strong. And it's on a 24-inch chain, so you can hold it up and you can read the words. But, you know, I was thinking, actually, it's funny, on the way over here, and I heard, I was listening to somebody on a podcast, and he 
or an audible. And he was saying something about, you know, in scripture, it says, I am the great I am. And of course, we've always thought, you know, that is God, our creator. I am. And I thought, I think what he's saying is I am, I am the creator without any need for explanation. I just, I am period, you know? And so because we are created in his image, then we need to speak life over ourselves and the seven words. And so at one of the vendor tables, this lady came up to me and she wanted to buy another set. She had bought one last year and she had shared with me that she gave it to a really good friend that was basically terminal. And she, um, she was on hospice and she was in the process of passing away. And she said she wore that and spoke those words over herself every day until she died. And then I just was like, tears were going because then you start picturing that and that, you know, it, it was a gift to somebody. So anyway, so she got another step for herself, but I just feel like, you know, we have the pressures from the outside world, but we have the internal battle with ourselves and speaking life over ourselves. And like if somebody, we were talking about, sometimes I go and speak in different groups and we were talking about the power of the spoken word. And so like when you say the word lemon or pickle, like your mouth starts to water. Well, when you say a word that's negative, what happens? You know, like it's an internal battle. So speaking the words you speak of yourselves and others are super powerful. So that was a really long answer to your question, but um, well, no. So I have a master neuroscience certification yeah. and I'm all about speaking, you know, speaking life. And so that's a huge part that I work with my clients on is, and it's not so much the conscious words that we speak, because that's, that's kind of the easy part. It's the subconscious things that we're talking to ourselves. And so that's a huge way. That's a, a big part of my my calling is helping people see what subconsciously they have come into agreement with. And it starts with our mouths though, right? So I often use the, the, um, the visual that our heads, because a lot of women who I work with say, yeah, I get it in my head that I'm loved. I'm chosen. I'm free. I'm forgiven. I'm, I'm a daughter of a King, like all that stuff, but I don't feel it. And I always say, well, look at your head. It starts there. Then the next, the next place for it to come and to go is out your mouth. So we keep saying it and eventually it, it seeps into our heart. And I think that God gives us opportunities. So our brain's always looking for evidence to prove what we believe. If you believed you're loved and you start speaking that, mm-hmm. you actually start to recognize Oh, it's kind of like when you go shopping for that vehicle and you're like, I see it everywhere. Why? Because subconsciously you're like looking for it. Well, our brains are always looking for what we believe subconsciously. So as we start to put it in our head, right, we hear it, we know it to be logically or we're supposed to be, I guess, spiritually, these aren't necessarily logical things, practicing it out of our mouths. And then eventually out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it kind of works in tandem. And I love that. And I think, you know, especially, so I was, I don't know your, how, like, if were you raised in a Christian home? Like I was, I've known who Jesus and God were my whole life, but to have a relationship is, you know, a totally different thing. That's, that's a lifelong journey, but I've kind of known all those things, but I'm always asking for God to give me tangible, like, um, I call them marking moments, like mark me with this, like somewhere in my life. I remember I could, to this day, I remember an experience that I had that made me take the verse that he knows the numbers of hairs on our head 
And I actually deeply felt it in my heart. I felt so seen and so deeply known and so intimately loved. I was like, oh, and that's my marking moment. So anyone who, down. Up, yeah, yeah, anyone who picks up the necklace, like I think, you know, taking it to the next level of those affirmations or declarations, it's like, God, help me to actually experience this. Like help me to actually you know, it's like, it takes it from the head and the mouth, but then it like seeps into our heart. So I love that. Well, can we talk about, can we talk about my favorite piece? Yeah. The one that you sent me that is so beautiful. Um, it's the, the nine, nine, four, one, and they're all in Roman numerals. So do you want to explain it? Yes. You know, I've, I actually spending, I did send you with that when I was thinking about that. I sent you the brave and the bold but I did not, you know, and also to tag on to what we said just a second ago about the thoughts it's happened twice, which is not coincidence that I thought to myself, that's interesting. I haven't been sick for a while. And the next day I wake up not feeling good. I'm like, what? And it happened again. And so I was like, okay, God is teaching me that it's not just a spoken word. It's my constant thoughts. All anyway, nuts. Why so, I think he says to meditate on his word day and night, right? We can quote scripture, but like, yes, it's so we're actually looking for it. We're looking for, um, yeah, I have like, you don't see my in front of me, but I have in my dad, I have a, I'm a sticky notes kind of girl. Like I love sticky notes. And so I have all these declarations like everywhere. And I'm like, if God gives me an idea, I'm like, yes. Um, like one of them is like my soul lodges in grace. And that comes from a scripture, but I'm like, oh, I just love that passage. I have them all written over. Yeah, because we are looking, our brain is always looking to confirm what we, what we believe so that we don't have to expend any energy on it. It's just truth. It's just our truth, whether it's capital T, Jesus, you know, God's truth, or it's our own truth. It just becomes our truth. So I love that. I love the word lodges. I read it down. Yeah, I'm reading the Aramaic translation of scripture this year. So um, I did not know that that would have been Jesus's primary language. And I'm like, well, goodness gracious, if that was his primary language, then I would like to read like in what context that was. And it they're actually kind of they're they're a little bit difficult to find. Um, But it has been so. Oh, they refer to the Holy Spirit. Every scripture refers to the Holy Spirit as the spirit of holiness. I don't know about you, Kelly, but that hits me different. Every time I read it, I'm like, oh, the spirit of holiness, like literally resides inside of me. You know, I've heard the Holy Spirit a long time, but like the spirit of holiness just hits on another level. I'm like, yes and amen. He's in there. Um, but anyways, the Aramaic translation, that's where I got the soul lodges in grace. There's a scripture. I don't, I forget where it's referenced, but that was from that Aramaic translation. Yeah. I love that. So what, what, um, I guess words like Yahweh or El Shaddai or um, what words Jesus, do they They use Jesus in the, Yeshua. They'll use Yeshua. Yeah, yeah. They do use a little bit of that. Well, let me see if they do use Because that. on our, on our tags, we're adding the words of Christ <clears throat> next year. But then, you know, I analyze everything and a lot of the words have six letters. So I was like, well, I can't do three words with six letters. I need to do one with seven. So I'm Yahweh and it's Elohim. Yeshua. Um, Yeshua. Yeah, yeah, it's not Jesus, actually, now that I look at it. Um, and it's so interesting because, I mean, I've I've read other translations and I grew up on King James. But um, when it's talking about the disciples, like, I'm like, 
I don't know who that is. So it actually makes, cause I'm so used to reading the other passages that it actually makes me like stop and pause sometimes. Um, yeah. Or they'll say places in scripture where I'm used to, you know, I just know it's, it's, it's been really interesting. It's been like, it's been fun. Cause it almost feels like I'm reading a new book. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, oh yeah. The nine, nine, four, one. Yeah. So that is um, one of our collections. We, we have them divided in different collections, like the believer collection, the crown collection, um, the color pop collection, which is um, nano ceramic. And then the 99 for one. And that is based off of Luke and Matthew's verses of leaving the 99 to find the one that is lost. And so we have the Roman numeral coin and some people wear one, some people wear multiples. If somebody asks for it, then you take it off and you give them one of the coins. And then we have the team 99 for one, which is a collegiate font. And sometimes I layer those. Um, and I, when I go and speak in, in schools and classrooms, I will mention that because encouraging them to be disciples, but yeah, going and seeking that one and then doing it again and again is the story behind that collection. I love that. And I love that all your pieces have, have a story and allow people to share their story. Um, so do you have any new, are you like constantly, like, what does the design process look like? Are you always designing something? It sounds like you said, like you come out with collections. Can you tell a little bit about that process? Yeah. So, um, then you know, you never know when you're going to get an idea often in the shower or, or when you're driving, um, or when you're mopping the floor. I mean, it's not not glamorous or anything. But so, and then we start just kind of sketching them out. We're working with a nonprofit right now, and we worked with them last year. But, um, you know, kind of sketching things down in, in, in a journal. And then we um, take that idea and kind of start, in, start to refine it, do all the measurements. So you do kids listening, um, use your algebra, geometry, accounting, English, art, all the things you use, all the things. And, um, so we use all of our math skills to get the ratios correct. We use a design tool and software. We use CAD. Um, we have a sample made. We use the lost wax casting method, which is non-industrial. Literally it is um, making a silicone mold, squirting wax into it, and then putting them on what they call a tree. So if we're making a hundred empty tombs, it gets squirted in that silicone mold a hundred times. And then you put them all on this tree, you put it into a cylinder and it's kind of like a plaster of Paris kind of mixture that goes into there. And then the hot metal gets poured in whichever metal you're using, red bronze and gold or sterling silver. And then um, it goes through this like 20 step process. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, walnut shells, you know, pens, um, joy, dishwasher soap, you know, an oven. I think on my reels, there's like, you see like the oven. So yeah, it's definitely non-industrial. And so every piece, you know, might look a little bit different. And so that's just part of like the design story, but um yeah, and then the, our color collection adds like a whole new element of that. And, um, you know, that's a whole nother process. But I love that the way the color pops, which is why we call it color pop. But um, and then, you know, all of the design, all of the story, all of the meaning behind it, you know, looking for the scripture, making sure it's, you know, biblically sound and um, prayer. Yeah. 
I There's a couple that. of designs that, that I feel like God's weighing on my heart to, uh, are putting on my heart to do. And it's weighing on my heart because I can't figure out how I want to put that into an actual piece. Mm, I love it. And yes, I can totally relate to the ideas come in the shower. I I've seen those notepads that are like meant for your shower. Really? And I always think I should probably buy one because I feel like that's where I get my best downloads. But um, what a fascinating process. Uh, like I, I, yeah, I think it's so cool to see how, you know, did you think 10 years ago you would have a jewelry business and, and even at that, like a faith-based jewelry business? I was like, what was 10 years ago? You know what? No, I had a, my youngest was one. <laughs> no, it feels like 10 years ago. So there's that. I um, yeah. I, I would live out of the city actually. And um, I think I am like a small town person at heart. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So for the woman who feels like she knows she's made for more, um, not quite sure what that is, or maybe she's being presented with something like your husband was like, let's do it. Um, what would you say to her who hasn't taken that first step of doing it? Well, it's funny because I, again, at the, these vendor tables, um, and I shouldn't call them vendor tables. I don't know what I should call them, relationship tables. Because Connection table. Connection. Connection table. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. So I met this family and they have two daughters and they're working for, and they're, they're, they're both artists and, and we're all, that's why we get so much joy out of creating, whether it's content or written text or an art piece. I mean, our creator designed us with that, with that desire and a fulfillment. Yeah. Can I, can I just like elaborate on that one second? There are so many times that I hear people say, well, I'm not creative or I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that. And I'm like, but wait, if we're made in God's image and he is creative and he is X fill in the blank, then yes, we are. It's our job to come into agreement with that. Um, so I have been doing prophetic painting the past, this like summer. Um, I am not a painter by trade or anything like that. And I felt so vulnerable because I thought, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in like second grade taking, you know, the, the primary colors and trying to make something of it. But can I just say like, God has done some amazing things in my quiet time with him. I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, but it goes back to what you're saying is, Hey, yeah, you might not feel like it, but try it out. Try it. So I love that you said that, that you are looking at, and that actually just convicted me because you're like, I'm looking even at my social media content, like it's creating. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if I feel that Kelly, but I'm going to, I'm going to receive that from you today. You are. I mean, you're using your own twist, your own style. I mean, all the thought that goes into a font, Yes. <laughs> a color yes. scheme, your palette, yes. your tone of voice, the way you're expressing yourself, mm-hmm. it's all creation. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to get off on a tangent, but okay. You were saying that yes, as you're creating, but see, even when I make up my bed um, in the morning, I turn around and look at it and I get joy. And I, and I think to myself, not every morning, but when I first had this realization that, you know, God created, and then the next day he created something else. And then, you know, he had great joy in doing that. And so 
yeah, we get joy out of creating. And so I think acknowledging that and knowing that we all have a creative gift, because I hear that all the time. I'm not creative. And I'm like, well, you are. I mean, like you match, you know, like your clothes are like, you're very stylish. And so um, I think just being, you know, open to the fact that you do have skill set, you do have creative abilities. Um, and we're all here with a purpose. We're all and born in this day and this time for a purpose and a reason. And although our world is spinning, it can seem that it's spinning out of control. We know that, you know, it's all written. It's all in God's plan. And there's never been a time such as this that the people really need to come out and and speak the truth and speak their convictions. And when you are an entrepreneur, you and it doesn't, you know, even if you work you know, for a company or for someone else, there are ways that you can build your faith by like, um, you know, your beliefs and, you know, how you present yourself in the workplace. And when you're an entrepreneur, I mean, the world is your oyster. Like, I don't know if that's a really good term, but um, I mean, the sky's the limit. And so if one thing doesn't work, that just means you've learned something in that skill set, And then you just keep adjusting until you find your spot where, where God has you and wants you for that time. Yes. And all your past history really does help you, you know, in your business and just going and meeting people and talking about it. I mean, I didn't know, like there's an organization called um, small business development center and it's usually connected with the university and, um, you know, there's, there's different companies that offer like funding and um, grants and then um, networking groups and just talking to people uh, and getting their opinion and getting their feedback, you know, just, there's so many resources like you, (laughs) there's, there's so many resources out there and you, you are so pumped. Like you really want people to succeed. And so that's what I would say is like, go and find those resources and like-minded resources. Yes. I love that. And we do, we need community. And I think that's one of the enemy's tactics, especially in this day and age is that there's so much division, not only outside, but even in the body of Christ, there's a lot of division. And I think that's because God is doing something really beautiful in the body of Christ to connect us and to see like, Hey, Kelly, for, for you to reach your optimum and where I'm calling you and where I'm guiding you, you actually need that person and that person, because you're not meant to be everything. And I, you know, I just think of Moses needing Aaron and Ur to hold up his arms in battle. Well, why? Because he wasn't meant to do it on his own and community is so important. So I love that really practical tip. But sometimes I think in our dreams, we might feel like they're silly or they're too big or um, how's that even possible? But finding like-minded people who can be one piece, like maybe maybe even just a confirmation of that's a great idea. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So I think that is so practical and so like that's an easy, like an easy thing to do. Maybe it's even just telling your friend or messaging me or Kelly on Instagram. Like, Hey, I listened to your podcast episode and I want to share my idea with you. Um, 
yeah, I think that's speaking life. And that's, again, it's the power in the spoken word, right? There is life in, in, and death, but life in your, in your words. So Kelly, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I know we're going to list um, in the show notes, all the ways that they can find you on all your social media channels. They can go check out your beautiful jewelry. Um, any last words? Uh, I don't know, maybe like your favorite Bible verse or what would you like to share? Well, my favorite Bible verse, this is, well, to me, it's funny, but I don't know if others will find it funny, but I've always found it difficult to memorize scripture. Like I can memorize scripture, but I can't always tell you where it is, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, like, the address, yeah, I was called right, the, address. The, the address. So, and I like what you said, like we grew up and I grew up in a Christian home. Um, and part of what I do is I help people share their own personal stories and share their testimony because sometimes it's just feeling comfortable with that. And there's an avenue for that on our website. But, um, you know, so like don't feel um, held back ever by knowing scripture, but Jesus wept. That is one of my favorite scriptures. It's two words. And um just knowing that um, he, you know, all that he did for us, but he doesn't want us to harbor on the sacrifice. He wants to focus on the joy. Mm. So if we focus on the sacrifice, then that's, that's more of like, I guess a funeral as opposed to a celebration of life, because as believers, we know um, the story doesn't end. And yeah. so I, I don't know. know. <laughs> That's perfect. I love that. Let's and, go deep. <laughs> yeah. And to think that I always love to say his best is yet to come. Yeah. Because we can so focus on, you know, the past or even the present, which the present is beautiful. We want to live in the present, but his best is yet to come. And do we really believe that? Um, and I think, you know, a lot of what I talk about with my clients and my audience is that our emotions are not bad. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I think in the church or maybe in the home that you grew up in that your, your emotions were silenced. And so I love that you brought that verse up because Jesus, we see all throughout scripture, he has a lot of emotions. And sometimes I think we can shame our emotions because we think that they're not validated or that we shouldn't feel that way or, um, you know, suck it up buttercup, you know, those kinds of, especially strong women who are like, I can't show my emotions, but I love that you brought up that verse because it always reminds me that Jesus was human. Mm-hmm. He, he had all the emotional things that we go through and that those things are actually, I would say that your feelings are like flashlights. It's like a check engine light. What's going on underneath that is making you do that or making you feel that way. And so it's just a good reminder of Jesus understands and that, yeah, I love that you said not to focus on the sacrifice, but to focus on he's the solution. He is the solution and it's, there's a victory in that. So, well, I have enjoyed getting to know you and I can't wait to show everyone my, my piece that um, I am excited to wear. And I just, um, I just love what you're doing. It's so cool. Cause like part of my heart with the apparel was what you're doing with jewelry. Um, and so while I was like, that's so cool, we get to wear, we get to wear our testimony, you know, um, although again, God showed me like, that's not really your calling. Like that's, that's like a hobby. You can wear Kelly's stuff, but you don't need to be the one making it. So thanks for hanging out with us today. I look forward to seeing what you come up with in 2024 and all that God has for you. His best is yet. That he it is. Thank you so much.